Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Yo, what's up? What's going on, man? Nothing, just, you know, overlooking some contracts. Contract? You're big business, yeah, man. Keep the, keep the receipts, man. You just got, you just, you know, doing big business things? Big business. <laughs> um. So uh, we're going to do a little, contract. we're going to do a little... We're gonna do a little, uh, little kind of. Uh, I got updates, man. I'll you got updates. Too. All right. I, I don't really have any updates. I was gonna tell you that I had. You know, we were gonna go around the world and look at some of the big things that are happening in the world of soccer. But if you got updates, go ahead, give it. I to got me. updates, man. Um, yeah, man. What you mean, travel soccer? I mean, it, it's it doesn't stop, but it did stop for a little bit, and then we ran things back up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean. Finally, I'm training with both of my teams again, so opportunity to get better, working hard. Ran the beat test three times last week with three different groups. Got to cover got to cover another group while uh, one of the coaches was in Vegas for the convention. Um, it was cool. It was cool to see that, honestly, to do it with a high school team, a group getting ready to enter high school, and then like a middle, like middle school age kids, you know, probably fifth and sixth graders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool to see how the top kids did. Like, I mean, And the kids that were the first ones to leave the beep test left at the levels the beep test says you're fit. Right? So no one didn't drop out before whatever, for whatever it's worth, the beep test says you were fit. Yeah. But it was interesting to see where the top kids ended up each time. They were, they were really pushing themselves. And a transition from boys to girls, too. Um, so, I mean, my group getting ready to enter high school boys, I think, kid finished on the 13th level. And it was a goalkeeper, uh-huh. which is interesting to myself, to me. So the rest of the players need to, to start working because you can't have our goalkeeper be the most fit player. <laughs> um for the high school girls, we had a few girls that were at level 11, and then one went a couple extra shuttles. Um, and then for the for the young young guys, they were they got the, they got some dogs. I'll tell you that because um, there was like four of them still there at level 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had an assistant coach, so he was keeping all the all the all the stats over there <laughs> um but they were still at level 10 or 11 and, and they were really put they were pushing each other um and that was good and they did a, they did a fantastic job i was told that group had 14 killers okay. i said i said yo we're gonna find out if they're gonna kill or be killed because <laughs> i'm gonna figure out who's gonna survive but um because i was like I, I think they've seen me in passing but they've never I haven't had a chance to be around them in training or be around that group too much. And, and they've no, they don't really know. They probably know me from like players they go to school with or something like that. I was like, I'm going to see who got that dog with him at the end of the session, mm-hmm. but a uh, good opportunity. And then uh, my boys team uh, start off the indoor league um, and the high school indoor league playing, you know, r- really playing up. I mean, they're, they're all being, most of them will be entering high school in the fall. But um, we're playing with all of the we're we're just playing as our our club team playing against the high school teams in the area. Yeah. Um, one team was fortunate enough to pull out the result, and one team was fortunate enough to play against all the seniors, the ones that are driving, getting ready to graduate <laughs> high school. So um, a little bit tougher on their part, but I, but I was I'll tell you this, man, I was super encouraged by the way it was almost like as the goals went in for that second team the better they played mm-hmm. like it was like hey we got scored on this way so we're not going to get scored on we're going to make this better and and by the end they were really forcing the the other team to really put it on them and score some to really score goals right instead of just yep. shooting and just finding finding the back of the net they were really forcing them to score goals and, and it was a good it was good to see them especially at halftime, come off and really be encouraged and say, yo, if we stop stabbing or if we just stand them up, if we just keep our shape and if we just do this and this, like it'll be better. And I was like, man, this is, this is good. Like, this is what you want to see. Yeah. Um, Cause again, we, 
we didn't lose a lot of games in the fall and we're, we're going to step take a step up in EDP. So for having those conversations now, we're playing team, we're playing kids. We have no business being on the same field with at this moment in time. I mean, I'm going to encourage to see what we do when we play against kids our age. And I told him, I was like, dude, some of these kids are just physically superior to you. Like yeah, stepped in to shield the ball from a kid and he's a little scrawny thing. And this kid got a couple, got some muscles <laughs> like, dude, there's something you can't really do. I was like, all you can do is just keep the ball at your feet and use your technical ability to, to get away from them. just can't get into that physical battle. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're playing a team that went to the state tournament. I mean, yeah. that's that's tough too, right? You're playing a team that, that went, was the eighth seed in the state tournament and made it. So, and that, those are their seniors. So that, that's tough. It's a tough little matchup to start. But, hey, it's only up from there. Um. That's really good. Adult I mean, league, my team is two and zero. There's, there's all your updates. You're two and zero. The adult league is is two and zero. That's good. Green um, Turtles two and zero. Is that the name of the team? Green Turtle. You probably heard of that team before. Is it the Green Turtle? Not just Green Turtle. I think if it's the Green Turtle, you probably have some copyright issues. Let's <laughs> say the, own, the owners would be coming and saying, "Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting a sponsorship." Um, I don't know that they. I know they used to have jerseys. I don't know that they're in the business of having jerseys anymore. I don't know who. So what do you what do you wear? Just a green shirt? No, I wear a long sleeve white shirt. Oh, okay. Why do I wear long sleeves? Why do you wear long sleeves? Yeah, because you fall a lot. <laughs> I do fall a lot. I be diving sometimes. I be drawing <laughs> fouls. Is that why I you wear I drew a foul? Sleeve? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I just up up your elbows. All right. Uh, indoors. I would wear long sleeves in general. He cut off for a second. Hillary, sorry, that was. I said I would. I like wearing long sleeves in general. Yeah, I like wearing long sleeves in general. I would wear them outdoors if it was in the middle of summer. I think that's kind of crazy. But that's um, what Dan does. I enjoy the long sleeve shirts. Yeah, Dan, does, that's what Dan does. So that way he doesn't have to put on yeah. something like his well, arm. Dan does it because it, it makes you stay colder. Yeah, it keeps you cooler. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, I don't really, I mean, I, the only update I had is we we started our official like winter workouts. Um, uh, Tuesday got canceled because of the rain and all that stuff. Um, but then we. What are we doing to these kids, man? You canceling for rain? I didn't cancel. The school canceled all after school activities. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. Not on me. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know one of the listeners is is going to say, "Man, what are we doing?" No, don't don't put that on me. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, so we we canceled Tuesday, but Wednesday was the first like girls one where we um, did a little team building um, exercise, and then we went into the weight room. Um, so that was good. And then Thursday morning, um, we, we did Thursday morning before school and that was, that was good. I like that. Yeah. Um, so this week, this week, field. yeah, this week, this week we start, I think I want to start, um, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, so I think we're going to start, I've, I've kind of floated the idea to some of the, some of the players already. I think we're going to do morning workout the day of games. Like a, like a bike ride or something. Yeah, I don't know, like a little lift in the morning. I mean, I think the I think if you start that right, the positive that comes out of it, just thinking ahead, right? Do you guys play Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Usually. Is that the northern schedule? Yeah, usually. So the positive about that, right, is Tuesday, Thursday, you can really have your players on some recovery. Like you can almost make it like throughout the whole week, but you can really have those 80 minute, those players that play in that like 60 to 80 minute threshold that are playing the majority of your minutes every match. Yeah. Come in and ride the bike. I don't know how many bikes you guys have, but come in and ride the bike and, and really. In the morning, you're saying? And, and really start that recovery process. I think that would be key. If Because if you start it right with the morning lift, you just continue the trend. Like then you already have those kids into a routine of coming in and lifting and coming in and recovering. So every morning, you're saying? Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely an option, especially for like twenty or thirty minutes. It's like a quite twenty or thirty minute bike ride. I don't think it would be that that. I think there, there's something to it, either that or we we've talked about um, eating lunch as a group, um, or at least whenever I have lunch. Um, I got some blenders and make some smoothies. 
opening that up i you know um i recently saw uh the the new the ninja ones yeah but they have like like the carrying one like the one that you like take with you and you it has a battery to it and you just don't be blending on the bus ride man (laughs) that's your team that's your team manager's job is to just you know pass out the pass out the smoothies (laughs) blending and passing blending and passing yeah, yeah red solo. You got a thing of three hundred red solo cups. Come on, these guys doing on the what is the Odessa Ducks doing on the bus ride to games? <laughs> we're, we're, we're juicing. We're juicing, man. We're juicing. We got it. We got to get that juicing. We got to get the juicing. Yeah, that's hilarious. We got, we got bags of kale and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be you, good. walking around with like a yeti. Yo, yo, Mister Athletic Director, I need a yeti cooler to keep my my kale. <laughs> My kale <laughs> we got kale. Team manager pulls up the knife so they can cut cut out the uh, the ginger. Because the ginger, you got to do like small slices. Yeah, I know. That they're slicing ginger onto the ninja and passing it. Hey, blend this, blend this real quick for thirty seconds, and then eat, drink it. Hey, coach, I need this player to come off. She needs her. Uh, she needs her dose. Of, <laughs> she needs her. She needs her immunity boost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, I mean, you see it all the time with with players. They'll do the, like mid game, like little snacks and stuff, little protein like bars or those uh, like little Gatorade things. Pop a granola bar, baby. Yeah, there you go. So I know Dan. I know soccer Dan used to have his kids eating applesauce. He used to drive me crazy. I'm like, dude, the first like you're losing a game, and the first thing you do is go in your bag and eat applesauce. I'm like, dude, I know my <laughs> halftime speech. Like, I know my halftime speeches can be fired up sometimes. That applesauce is flying. That applesauce, I'm smacking that. I'm probably smacking that applesauce out of your hand. <laughs> hey, do not come over here. You turn the ball over 15 times. Do not come over here with applesauce. With applesauce in my face. <laughs> it's gonna be on your face. <laughs> uh but yeah, that would be that would be an interesting scenario if we're out there, we're out there, you know, juicing in the bus and <laughs> just passing with the red solo cups. Yeah, that would be. But we can make them green. We we get them green or yellow, so that way they're on theme, you know. No, but we gotta we gotta be green, right? We get everyone's got to get their own little juice cup, so that way it's reusable. Because if not, we're it's a lot of plastic waste. At this point, you might as well get the Stanleys. Yeah, right. But not the not the not the real Stanleys, like Stanleys and <laughs> L, L Stanley that you know doesn't Stanleys. have a lot. Yeah, yeah, Stanleys. Stanley. Stanley. That's <laughs> an E at the beginning of it. You got that guy standing behind Cantwell's uh tavern selling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey man, as long as it does the job, I don't care what the name of it is. It doesn't matter me to either. me. Doesn't matter to me. As long as it keeps my juice. That's all I care about. Juicing. Um, so yeah, so I mean that's pretty much it. The only thing that the only thing that's different is that you know, this is this is probably the most extensive like preseason workout routine that we've have set up. Even actual preseasons, it's a little bit more for the girls team is a little bit more intense than it was before. Um, hey, but it's good that you're focusing on your players. You're building that team chemistry earlier. Well, we're you're starting we're to trying to, you know, they're you're they starting can, to build your current group to to really be successful. Well, they're doing they're doing a they're doing a they did a team um, that a couple of girls went out and um and they did a um a community service project yesterday um so i'll talk about that a little bit later when i get to the the fair play of the week but uh but that was good and then some of the players um again they're there's you know some of them are still you know doing track or 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 basketball and things like that which which makes sense but the rest of them are pretty much locked in and now we're starting to get to know each other the expectation is obviously high because of moving to division one. Um, but the process doesn't change. If anything, we, we try to, we add more to the culture of it. Uh, now that we have four, four classes, you know, we're going to add, we're going to start, we're going to do an all day retreat um, during preseason on a Saturday, uh, you know, try to do two sessions and then do two team building sessions with that are, you know, we're gonna do like a breakfast and a lunch kind of thing. So that way we're we're doing that. So I think that'll be good. Um but you know it, it it's it's adding to the idea that it's it's every little thing helps and counts, right? We are already to a certain extent at a disadvantage 
not because we can't play or be able to hang at that level, but we've never been there before, right? So, so you're you're to a certain extent at a disadvantage from that standpoint. So, um, walking into the unknown, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it happened to us three years ago when we stepped into our first playoff game against Newark Charter, and Newark Charter was 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 overall across the board better than us. Um, a lot of it had to do with just they had more. We had a freshman and a sophomore class, and that was it. Yeah, so I mean, experience. When, when you add, you know, seniors and juniors, you know, it, it definitely helps. The other, the other good thing is that you have, I mean, your your seniors have been through the process. They went through the when you guys yeah. played like seventy seven or whatever, right? They've been through the process. They've gone to the playoffs. Like they they've been there every step of the way building this program. You have a good knowing your seniors, right? You have a good core. Yeah group of seniors that their whole soccer careers it's kind of been trust the process right it's it's kind of been the theme well, of their whole entire and that's career. the upside too that we have and that's what I've, I've tried to instill into the players is you not only do you have a senior class that, that has that but you also have a junior class that's experienced almost just as much as the as a senior class because the juniors were there the first year we played varsity right so that was their first time too so there wasn't so they were just as much of the learning process and just, you know, new fish in the sea type of thing, just as much as the seniors were. Um, so now as they're going into their third year of being on the team, now they have three years of varsity experience, just as many as the as the seniors do. So now the leadership within the team is is there. And, and we even saw it last year where we got through some of the harder games of our season or even some of the games that on paper weren't supposed to be as hard as they were, but, but they ended up being hard. Um, that leadership kind of came through, you know, when we played, when we played Concord, um, I think that was a big overtime win for us. And, and again, that was kind of the, the push that we needed towards the second half of the season and then beating Brandy one in the last game of the season, the way we did, and then having to play them again, you know, f- less a week later for a playoff game that, but now having to go on a Saturday and that Saturday morning, which we wouldn't, we'll, we won't ever do again if we get into the playoffs because of being in Division One. But but showing up that Saturday, knowing kind of what to expect already, knowing what the stakes were, and, and being able to get that, and then you know playing St. Mark's, who ended up being in the state final. So like it was, it was one of those things yeah. where you're like, right, like, fair enough, you lost to a team again that was that was better than you, um, that had more experience, that had been there before, that had all done all these things. So, so realistically, you, you know, we're trying to do every little thing now with the team so that way they're connected. So that way, if something does go wrong, they're prepared for it. So they're not, nothing surprises them to a certain extent. I was just thinking, man, I said, man, if we, something goes wrong with my team during the regular season, we're going to be doing some serious soul searching. So I'm on my way. I'm, I'm, we're, it, we're driving the bus and we're taking out every obstacle on our way. But but if you think about it, right, and and you may have heard me talk about this before, but um, there's a guy named Tuckman who came out with uh, with the stages of group development, and there's five stages of group development. Every team goes through it. Doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter how long they've been together. Every time you start the season, you basically go through this, right? So the the first stage is the forming stage, um, where where you're you're getting to know each other, right? Um, mm-hmm. Then you have that. Then you have a storming stage, where you're starting to f- like you. You realize that there's conflict. There's always conflict, right? There's 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 no avoiding it. Then you have a norming stage where you're like, all right, well, we've put you know whatever issues we had aside, and we can all agree we're all heading in this direction. And then you have the performing stage where now you're buzzing, right? Like now you're getting to the, and then it's the adjourning stage, right? Where now the team's done, like the team. Like moves on, you you don't you, and it's not it's not a perfect circle. It, you can go back and forth in the stages, but you can't skip stages. And understanding no. that has been a huge thing for us as a team because we've talked about the fact that we're going to storm, right? We've talked about that we are going to have struggles. There's going to be something that's going to happen throughout the season, or has going to happen multiple times where things aren't going to go the way we expect them to. And understanding that you're in that stage allows you to all go, all right, we're li- listen, we're here. So how do we move past it? And it's not just going, well, I'm past it. No, you have to have to talk through 
everything that's going on, um, which we did that a couple times last year. And I think that that helps a ton. I think that's why I'm so big on the idea of team building because it's not, it's not team building for the sake of like, you know, can we, um, can we carry an egg from one side of the room to the other without dropping it kind of thing? Like it's not, it's not, we go into the forest at negative four degree weather to survive. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, team building. Right. Right. Like it's, it's not, it's more of a, more of a, do I, can I know myself? Right. Can I know myself? Because knowing yourself is a huge part of it. Having the, um, the self-awareness, which is hard. Self-awareness is extremely difficult, but that's the first step of it. Then can I figure out, where i want to go and then can i surround myself with people like that and then can i get to know their why right so it all ties in together and while you do that you do some fun activities and things like that as long along the way to break down to to basically not get stuck in just lecture mode or reading and all that other stuff you you break that up a little bit more but within that really for me is going on top of a mountain can you survive for three days and get back down the mountain? <laughs> can, can you find your way home? More of a survival thing that you're doing, Nelson? Team survival. More of a survival thing. I I think I think that's I think I think that's I think if I were to do focus really on team building, that's my kind of team building right there. Yeah, Go but, into the woods. Can you find your way? But I can think you it's find so your way harder. <laughs> but I think it's so much harder to do that at the travel stage and, and I tried it for years and it's just so difficult when you'd only train two or maybe three times a week. It's so difficult to do that because you're so tied into, you know, the next weekend that it's really hard to, you're, you're there to maximize the time. And the last thing, sometimes you end up, unless you set this up ahead of time, the last thing you want to do is, you know, parents are watching from the parking lot or from the fence or from the field or whatever. And there's, you know, in a circle 90% of the practice because you're you know like that's that becomes a little harder I think with high school considering that you know a we're training at the beginning of the season five days a week and you have so many games that your ability to do those recovery things in between so let's just say you have two a two-hour practice and you it's in one of the weeks we have a Monday Wednesday Friday game so Tuesday, you're only going to train really for about 40 to 45 minutes. Like that's really going to be your core of your training because you're not going to go that heavy. So then what do you do for the other hour, you know, between the warm up and stretching and all that other stuff? You know, you throw in some team building into that and you and you add it in or spend, maybe you tie it in with a little bit of technical work, which we can do. So then right. now you're starting. Scored, unless you won your last game, you should be working on scoring goals. Well, finishing. No, for sure, but but what I'm saying is like it, again, there's there's more to it, and I think sometimes we get caught up in the we get so caught up in the result that we forget that the mind is just as important. Um, and listen, we can sit here and do as many push-ups or train the mind to score goals. But what I'm saying is like we can do as many push-ups as you want, and we can do as many long runs or or sprints or whatever as you want. But if you're Increments not mentally but if you're not mentally, if you're not mentally in the right stage, like it's extremely difficult. It doesn't matter how fit you are. Like it just you, yeah, you gotta be locked in. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get on the boat, man. You gotta get on the boat or the bus or whatever analogy you're gonna use. Yeah. Uh, the paddle boat. And everybody's gotta get a paddle and start paddling along. Yeah. So, the pontoon boat. Pontoon. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's uh, gotta start paddling along. I mean. The key thing, though, with anything with team building is your team's got to be locked in, and they all you got to have the goal at the, at the beginning of the season to accomplish that. They're all locked in and trying to. Yeah, I think you just got to understand the why, right? Why we're doing it. We're not just doing it because it's cliche, and we're doing it, and like you know, we're just no, we're doing it because we believe in it, and we understand that the reason for us again, there, there's a reason why why soccer is created based on four pillars, right? Like there's a there's a reason for it. And we, in general, as a society, especially at the youth level, we neglect one of those pillars a lot. Yeah. Right. Because we well, don't have enough time. We don't have enough space. We don't. We don't. Have we, realistically, we don't have enough time. Like you already. You or, or that. realistically, we're not trained to do it. Like we're not. Yeah. We don't spend enough time educating ourselves as much as we educate ourselves on, you know, what are the 175 ways to, you know, cone out a box. Um, we we have we have all of that, but we lose sight of the mental aspect of the game, which which is a part of the um, same thing with the physical, right? And with the physical comes other things. For the physical, sometimes we get stuck in the idea that it's 
again, push-ups and how much are you running, when you forget that physical means are you getting enough sleep at night? What nutritional components are you putting into your body? It's not just a matter of, um, you know, you need to be in shape. What does that mean? Right? Like what, what is, what does being shape mean? Um, what do you put in your body? What's, what's healthy for you as an individual? Because not everyone's exactly the same. Um, and what, well, at the same time, what God squats, man, (laughs) squats. Yes. The squats get you, get you real good. And, uh, but, but sometimes periodization. But we get caught up in like again, drinking water is a big part of it, right? That's a physical component, right? Drinking but water. You also drink too much water. That's the other you, thing. You can no, for sure. Like it, but you have to be able to. It, it's a balancing act, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's that. There's I forget who it was that said it, right? Like you can eat the cake as long as you uh, you make it from scratch, kind of thing. Um, it's a, it's the same it's the same idea, right? Like, I, I mean, how else are you going to eat a cake? <laughs> I mean, you could buy it from the store. It's still made from scratch. Well, no, that's, that's the whole point, right? Like, that's the whole point. That the whole I forget exactly. I think it was a chef or somebody said it. I forget where it was. But no, man, I, you might want to go check on that quote. No, 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 no It's one hundred percent there. Like, it's it's literally like you can go eat a cake, but but go through the process of 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 making the entire cake first, right? Um, so you're almost you know exerting in some energy to them put some back into your body. It's the same idea with water, right? If you just sit there and drink water while you're sitting for 12 hours and not moving, that doesn't help, right? You have to be able to burn something off to then put it back into your body. And you're constantly trying to do that balancing act the entire day. Um, I think with, with sleep and nutrition, is it's that. And especially, I think, with both men and and women. And we've had, you know, we had Nicole Swickle on the podcast very early on. And she talked about her eating disorder um and the pressures that she had as a referee because of it it's the same thing when we when we're coaching when we're coaching you know young young men and young women you know players in general you can't just say to somebody that's especially at that high school age you can't just say somebody like you got to be in shape like it's tough like you have to be well the, the thing is you have to with everything you do you have to give guidance to the kids because it the society and, and the way kids are raised and the kids live at home is not the same as it was when us as adults were, yeah. were growing up even it's like I'm, and i'm young right i'm 28 and it's not the same like we're not outside we're not running around we're not riding bikes we're not doing those little things that you say hey you come to the first day of preseason i might not have been running every day but guess what i was outside playing basketball with my friends i was riding my bike to someone's house so i was i was still using those muscles just not in the way that you would expect right like i wasn't out running two miles but i might have ridden my bike yeah. for a total of two miles so you have to give guidance to the kids if you want the kids to come and fit hey we're going to do the beep test the first day um, um and this is where i want you so it, you know hey it's you know let's say it's it's 1800 feet or whatever or whatever 1800 meters whatever whatever it is right i want you to be able to run a mile but here's what you're going to do to build up to the mile right week one i want you out running for at least 10 minutes every day yeah okay and i want you to do um you know squats or lunges or something like that like here's another exercise to do it's only going to take 30 minutes to do all of this you know week two we're going to we're going to ramp it up to 15 minutes of the day we're going to change the exercise up a little bit week three week four week five week six so now you give that opportunity to those kids because you're going to have kids who are training and playing travel soccer that are already going to come in. They're going to be fit. They're going to be ready to play. They're getting touches on the ball. They're game. They're pretty much going to be game ready when they come in. You're going to have players that play another sport. They're going to come in. They're going to be fit. But then you're going to have players who may not play for a club or may, this might be their first time trying out. Might be their first time ever playing an organized sport with an actual coach that's getting paid. We yeah. have no idea what to do and are going to do this workout and come in and be ready because they don't know anybody. They don't know because they're thinking in the back of their head, I might get cut if I'm not, if I don't do this workout packet. Like no one's going to sit here and watch me work out every day. Yeah. But in the back of those kids' head is if I don't get, it, it's like going to school, right? I might get an F. I might I think fail it, off the team. But I think it's also a matter of how you set up the culture to it, right? So if you if you establish yep. a culture 
of saying like this is what we do and this is why we do it uh and if you want to be a part of this that's what this means then then it's better than just saying like you gotta have that relationship with you gotta have that relationship with the players to know what what exactly to say right because Um, if you just if you just send that a blank message and go i need you to i need you to run you know uh eight minute mile when you come into first day of practice like first day of trials you need to run this what 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 context are you giving like why yeah exactly like i know with my team i didn't know the kids on my team really well i didn't really know the parent like before we even started but i did i did send out a message and i told them i said hey make sure you're out running for at least 20 minutes every day before preseason and I was fortunate enough to be able to do a camp um, a week or two before our like travel. Right, and you met some, and you met a lot of those kids, right? I met a lot of those kids, but every day we did some running. Yeah, because I also know in the world we, using the world we live in and the communication, the way the kids communicate, I already know they're going to go talk and tell the rest of the kids on the team, "Yo, we had to run." Yeah, like you know, coach wasn't playing any games. Like he made sure we were running we were fit and i mean like dude when i had a kid puke on the first day yeah that that's kind of a wake-up call because he realized even though he might not have been feeling well that day he realized real quick you know i gotta get with the program yeah but it's, and we were joking it's funny we were joking about when we did the man use on the first day i was like because last monday was our first session i said you guys thought practice is going to be easy and they brought up you no know, the first day of outdoor practice when yeah. we ran the man use and they all died and i thought the cops were gonna get i thought i was getting locked up because i was like man they're gonna put me in here for attempted murder of these kids but they realized the culture shifted but you go about it the correct but it's also, way but you also see it like once you once those players start seeing that they're able to handle you know you're playing 35 minute half so they're they're able to handle you know 60 to 70 minutes a game without you know being gassed that's where all that work comes in, right? And like, and I think that's the that's the key is explaining the thirty-five players. minute halves is a waste too. I, I used to be a fan of thirty-five minute halves. It's almost, it's I think a, thirty-five minute halves is okay for. I think it's, it's a good adjustment it's not there, time. but it's not all the way there. Like, yeah, I think it's a good adjustment. Way. It's a good adjustment period when you transition from ninety-nine to eleven v eleven. I think thirty-five minute halves should be U thirteen, ninety-nine to eleven v eleven. Well, now they have the 40 minutes really they should have you, the ability to, to do that now that U13s have to play with a size four. Right. That should be 35 and a half. And then you've got a U14, U, what is it? 16 is 40 minute halves. And then U17 and up is 45 or whatever, whatever. I forget what age group it changes to 45. But 35 minute halves. It's not Because again, we're minimizing the amount of time these kids are actually. On yeah, the field, on the ball. Especially when you have, especially when you got a, when you got a decent enough roster of like number of players. It, well, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's a, the upside to it, right? When you know yeah. you have kids you can call in. But I'm like, dude, yeah. I would love to play. I the refs ask me all the time. I'm like, yo, ask the other coach if he's trying to play forty because I'm like, I'm totally down to play forty and and yeah. play those extra time because you, I mean, we just need it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on uh, to what's happening today. Actually, uh, FIFA's the best is uh, you know it's it's FIFA's awards for the year. Um, the judgment period uh, comes in from from basically December nineteenth, twenty twenty two, so the day after the World Cup, until August twentieth, twenty twenty three. Sorry, that was that was last year's award period. This year is based on August 2022 through um, no the men's award. Sorry, yes, uh, August 2023, and the men's the women's award was August 2022 to August 2023 because of the World Cup. So the men's changed because it was after the World Cup, but usually it's an August to August award ceremony. So that's happening today. Um, men's player of the year. I think it's a pretty straightforward win for this one. Uh, but the three nominees are Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, and Lionel Messi. I think I think it's the obvious choice is, is Erling Haaland. No, but Messi didn't get it. No, Messi, no, no, no. There, I don't think there's any reason for Messi to get it because realistically, this is the day after the World Cup. So after the World Cup, realistically, the only thing that Messi had was a little bit of PSG 
Um, he helped him win the league, and then he won. He went to Miami, won the league's cup. He did. Yeah, he scored a free kick to help him win the league. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I don't know that it's going to be. Um, I just don't know that it's going to. I think Erling Holland winning the treble, I think, is the is the big highlight of the year. We'll like, see. Um, and then you have the women's player. Uh, you have Aitona, Aitana Bonmati, Lina Caicedo, and Jenny Hermoso. Um, you know, two out of those three players were um, World Cup winners with Spain. Um, Bonmati was the uh, UEFA Player of the Year and the Ballon d'Or. Um, and then Jenny Hermoso uh, is playing over in Mexico. Um, and then Linda Caicedo, we talked about Linda before she played the U 17s, the under 20s and the senior world cup all in the same calendar year, um, which was crazy for Colombia. And she's, she's a starter in Real Madrid. Um, so I think that'll be, that'll be an interesting, I think Bon Mati is probably the front runner. Uh, Jenny Hermosa with everything that happened as well as, you know, with, with the kiss. And everything else, and also, but her performance at the World Cup was really good. I'd love to see Linda Caicedo win it, just because I think she's the future of women's soccer, and I think that's a it's a huge that would be a huge accomplishment for her. Um, the Puskas Award. Um, there's a weird one. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this goal, but Brighton scored against City last year, um, and CISO scored like a 25 yard shot, but it came from like a build up play of like 25 or 30 passes in a row or something like that. Um, I I've watched the goal a couple of times. I didn't think it was that like that great of a goal. Um, there's a couple, there's a, there's a Rabona shot. Um, and then there's also a bicycle kick from outside the box, which was pretty good too. So, um, Brazilian second league, man, Cut that one out. I don't care if you score a bicycle. I got to score a bicycle kick last night. Botafogo, man. Botafogo is a, a big club, man. The Brazilian second tier. Man, the Brazilian second tier still whoop you. Any day. I don't care. Ain't no Puskas. The Puskas, <laughs> the Puskas, Puskas play on a second team? No. It's professional? No. It's a, all right, so find find a good second tier professional and name an award after them and give it to the second tier team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the men's Cause then because then what you're gonna have is you're gonna have all these second tier professional leagues trying to record their games all of a sudden. Because out of high school, exactly. Yeah, man. Then Pus- you're gonna sit there. You're gonna sit yeah, there. Pus- you're gonna have teams playing bottom feeder teams. Just trying and to get then Pus- trying to set up. Set up crazy goals and try to submit it to a Puskas, and, and, and then <laughs> let me know where soccer ends up in, in five years after teams try to do this. Uh, You're gonna have your leading goal scorer who has 70 goals on the year sit up here against a team that's 0 and 10, trying to do like bicycle kicks and side volleys and shooting the ball from midfield. Nah, dude, score a goal that means something against a team that means something. Now, if you do, if you pull out a bicycle kick to win the state tournament. That's different. That's Puskas worthy. What if he scored that bicycle kick to try to get promotion? That's worthy because okay. most of the time, for, the regular well, if you get game, it to get promotion, game. you're a, regular. Game. If you're getting promotion, you're you're a top tier team now. You might have been second tier, but you're fighting for that top tier because, in theory, three teams have already been relegated. Um. All right. Uh, uh, Pep Guardiola already won Coach of the Year, Men's Coach of the Year with the treble. Yeah, so the Men's Coach of the Year would be yeah. So it's Pep, uh, Inter Milan, Simone Inzaghi, and um, Luciano Spalletti. Um, who yeah, a lot of Italians out here? Who was the Who was the Napoli coach that now is coaching the national team, the Italian national team? Um, it's interesting though, right? Like, you know, like probably, well, probably when we started this podcast, we all looked at Italian soccer and we're like, whatever, <laughs> like nobody cares. Uh, and no, they were good. They were in every final last year, weren't they? Yeah. 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 So 
No, it's, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge increase to Italian soccer in general and how they just got qualified for a World Cup. Well, uh, and I'll say this, though. Italians do a great job of keeping their players in their league. Yeah. Well, that Everybody and also, else. I feel like, I mean, if you look at the Brighton coach, right, he was he was really good in Italy as well. Yeah. I mean, Italians there. do a good job of growing their players domestically and, and with their league, now it'd be different if they they didn't have a team from their league that went to the you know Europa League, yeah. Europa Conference League, and the Champions League final. No, I watched I watched uh, I watched Roma against Milan yesterday. That was a good game. It was a really good game. Yeah, Milan, Milan, Milan's a good team on uh, EAFC. Yeah, be out here cooking. <laughs> uh, Women's Coach of the Year, um, Serena Wegman, uh, England manager. Emma Hayes uh, from Chelsea was now the new U.S. Women's National Team coach. And then uh, Jonathan Geraldes, the uh, Barcelona coach who now uh, took over. Um, did he take over a NWSL team? I have no idea. Yeah, I believe he he left. I missed, I missed, the, missed the draft this year. I wasn't in California. No, I believe he's. I thought he was. Uh, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, December twenty three, part way through the twenty three twenty four season, but in the break before the end. Of, um, oh no, he was. Yeah, so he's not renewing. Um, he's not renewing beyond June thirtieth, twenty twenty four. Um. Yeah, so there he's going to join. Um. He joined. He's the new Washington Spirit head coach. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's he's going to be the Washington Spirit head coach. So he's being he's going to be pretty you know close to close to home here. Um. I mean, I think Emma Hayes has got to win it. Um. The the they won the women's Super League and the FA Cup. Um. Not granted. Uh, Wegman. Um, also won the award last year. Um, uh, they lost to Spain in the final of the World Women's World Cup. Um no, I've got only winners can win the award. All right. Well then Geraldes won the Champions League and the Spanish title, and they won twenty eight out of thirty games. So yep, there's your winner. All you, right. You gotta be a winner. You can't we can't we gotta change the narrative, man. We can't give out participation trophies out here. Men's goalkeeper award. Uh Ederson. Uh, he won the award. He won everything. Courtois. He lost. He didn't win the Champions League. And then Bono. Good consolation. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean Sevilla, I mean, where did, did Sevilla win the Europa League last year? Yeah, they did. Oh my gosh. They did. They're, they're so he, good at winning the Europa League. He made two they're saves gonna, against Roma and against Roma. These guys are going to be trying to finish like and now six he's or at, seven. Now he's at Al Hilal in Saudi Arabia. Oh, well, he's a winner because he wanted money. Um, been hearing. I, speaking of Al Hilal, man, I've heard there's a lot of unhappy campers out in Saudi Arabia. We're going to talk about that. I got, I got that on the list. Let me finish this, and we're going to talk about that because I got something for that. Uh, women's goalkeepers, uh, Mary Earps from England. Um, uh, Catalina Cole from Spain, and then Mackenzie Arnold from um, Australia. Um, I mean, I think it's you got to give it to Catalina Cole. She won the World Cup. Winner. Um, you know, she didn't make her debut, international debut, um, until the till the knockout stage of the World Cup, but then played all of them. Um, um, she's a winner. But unfortunately, only made three appearances for a club, for Barcelona. Hey, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's all of them. Um. So we'll see that happens today at like two thirty. Um. All right. Uh. Saudi Arabia. I did have something on Saudi Arabia. So, um, Saudi Arabia has actually changing their rules. So before you can only have eight international players. Now they're going to bump it up to ten. But they're going to change their thought process. I think somewhere I heard a rumor that the Saudi FA 
has said that their clubs are not allowed to spend as much money or they're not going to be pumping as much money into it anymore because they don't want to sign they don't want to sign like current stars in their 30s um they want to go after like youth players or like youth stars are like 17 18 19 years old yeah because they're trying to flip them they're going to be in the selling they're going to be sellers um yeah, either that or you know they're they're just trying to like raise the level of it and longevity of it and then just let them but but now you're starting to see like where where it was where it was rare for some of the bigger names to leave so early from the saudi league now you have kareem benzema is out yep um removed from the team altogether removed from preseason because right now they're like a mini preseason they're they're off until yeah. Um, so they're so he's out. Rumored to be going to Chelsea potentially. Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson's uh, going to Ajax. Well, did you see his contract? No. So he was getting paid tax free. Okay. His contract he signed. If he spent at least two years, then in Saudi Arabia he could leave and not have to pay taxes on any of this money. Oh, nice. So now he's got to pay taxes. Out of the money he already made back to Saudis because they were paying him tax free to play. Um, but then at the same time, Firmino might also be leaving as well. And these are all three players that joined the league within the last year. Like all joined either at the beginning of 2023 or at the end of 20 or at the middle of 2023. So so it's it's an interesting um <laughs> It's an interesting dynamic. That's what's going to happen there. I think, you know, you're going to see uh, the question is going to be in a little bit of it will be the telltale sign of what happens um, tomorrow. So tomorrow. So the Asia, the AFC Asian Cup is happening right now and Saudi Arabia uh, kicks off their their run tomorrow against Oman. Um, oh, man. And then they're in a group. <laughs> they're in a group with Thailand and also uh, Kyrgyzstan. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much of a run they make. I mean, I can't even tell you where Kyrgyzstan is or oh man. <laughs> so they should get oh, out. Of their group. They should get out of their group. But then again, I mean, it, it'll be a matter of how big of a run because. In this Asian Cup, yeah, while well, half the teams are in theory not not very good, the top half of the the team is is pretty stacked as far as like the the level of play that you have. I mean, you got Japan, South Korea, um, Iran, Iran, all right, Australia. Um, so you got you got some teams that that can make that can make some waves. Uh, so it'll definitely be interesting. The other one that's going on right now is the African Cup of Nations. The AFCON is going on. Um, Ivory Coast uh, winning Nigeria, tying to Equatorial Guinea. So that's not a great result for them. Ghana losing to Cape Verde. Um, you know who plays? Play. You know who plays in Cape Verde, right? Montero. Yeah, he scored a goal. I was about to say the only player I know from Cape Verde is Montero. Yeah. Senegal uh beat Gambia uh three nothing today. Um on the Ghana team, by the way, uh Inyaki Williams off the bench. He's coming off the bench. Jordan AU AU Yes, and Andre Andre came on the off the bench. Um, so today you got Cameroon and Guinea or Guinea is today. Um, so that'll be, that'll be a good game. Um, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see what, what comes out of this because it, there are some big time players playing in the Africa cup of nations. Um, it's, a, it's a, it's definitely, it's definitely become a, 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 good tournament i think the issue you have is that especially when you think of like january think about how many different events like it's it's 
Oh yeah, you end up in the missing, summer when you in end the summers amount of games. Yeah, in the summer you can you can focus on the Euros, you can focus on the Gold Cup, you can focus on yeah. the World Cup. No, it's in, it's in, in January. You got the FA Cup, you got the Copa del Rey, you got the Spanish Super Cup. You've got, I think England, England, and France are probably the most affected by the combination of the Asian Cup and um, the Afcon. Yeah, I mean, it shows the diversity. It also shows the squads that are diverse because I think that um, I know Manchester City didn't have a single, they didn't lose a single player to either competition. They don't have a single player that went to either event. No, it didn't. Is but then like teams like Mars Chelsea and like Mars isn't on on city anymore. Oh, that's he's right. In Saudi Arabia. That's right. He's in Saudi Arabia, so he's yeah. They didn't lose a single player, right? But then you have teams like Chelsea that are going to be impacted, and you know Manchester United lose their goalkeeper. Like, but he but he played something. yesterday. Was he leaving? He was leaving today, right? Who the goalkeeper? Onana. Well, not, I think he was leaving after I mean, the lesson. If I'm Manchester United, I might be fine. That dude back and forth, probably PJ. Because <laughs> I'm going to need everything because we keep losing games. I and mean, if I'm Chelsea, I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, you guys are going to be playing every other day. We'll, we'll come to you. <laughs> we'll come to you. We'll buy a, we'll, we'll, we'll rent a stadium on the furthest um, east coast of, of, of England to be when as does, when does Chelsea When does Chelsea play uh, United? Because that's the game you they move that. You know how the U.S. plays the NFL games over there overseas? There you go, man. Yeah. This one overseas. There you go. Where where's the where's the Afcon happening? I don't even. Um, where are they doing it this year? Um, and Cote d'Ivoire. Is it Ivory Coast? Yeah. Cote d'Ivoire. I used to go soccer.com side note. Had a fire bag back in the day about 2010 i used to have a Cote d'Ivoire book bag it was a good book bag yeah um all right uh well let's move on to the uh player of the match yeah i got like 10 player of the matches all right well who's yours all right first off shout out to rj for getting a word out at the soccer convention right yeah rj uh, dino uh, forget what <laughs> it was like mid he won the he won the coaching. i know i know what it is he won the east region small school coach of the year award yeah that's a lot of titles <laughs> so shout out to rj for that um definitely want to shout out to one of our listeners i had a family come up to me from my team so we were listening to your podcast so shout out to the family the, ba- the bauman family I apologize if i said their last name wrong i think it's bauman nice. B-A-U-M-A-N. I forget how that is. Nice. Um, and then shout out, shout out to the Green Turtle Squad, man. No, we don't let the youth affect us. When you score, do you go like this? Uh it depends on uh I'm uh by the way, for like you guys just realized it's an audio podcast. Uh I put my hands one on top of the other and I'm moving my thumbs. <laughs> no, I'm 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 more Not awkward of a, turtle or whatever it is. <laughs> It depends on the it depends on the goal. Like, I know last week the goalkeeper was diving, so I said if I scored a goal on him, I was going to dive and celebrate. That's how I was my celebration. Like, oh. Um, but yeah, it just dep- it depends on the nature of the game. Sometimes you celebrate. If I feel like if I feel like you know being being rude, I could always pull out a celebration to be rude. There you go. Um, speaking of celebration, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Speaking of celebrations, um, yesterday Real Madrid celebrated a decent amount of times against Barcelona. Well, what um, are they playing an offsides trap for? I don't know, man. Like All it didn't work the happen. first time. And my so let's, player, let's try it three more times. Yeah, my player of the match is uh, is Jude Bellingham. Um, I, even though I'm, the offside trap that Barcelona was, even playing. though even though I am not a Real Madrid fan by any imagination. I will watch Real Madrid just to watch Jude Bellingham play. The yeah, pass that he played. No, man, I just think he's a really good player. I'm a big fan of midfielders that can do a lot. And this guy can do it all. He can defend. He can pass. He can score. Like, to me, that you're you're the complete package. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of midfielders that can do that. That can do all can three. Do that. that can do all three. Yeah. Like who can do defend pass and on score? A rate? Huh? Defend pass and score. Yeah, we actually had this conversation recently. Like we there's there's not that many. 
Kevin De Bruyne. I don't think I wouldn't classify him as a six. Jude Bellingham's not a six, but you can put him as a six. You can put Kevin De Bruyne as a six. <laughs> he doesn't have the pace for it. Jude Bellingham can do it all, man. He's but he's not a six. It doesn't matter. I think he can. So now, we're, now we're now we're saying players are good based on their secondary position. No, 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 no. But Jude Bellingham has plays in the middle of the field. Like stays extremely central in the middle of the field. In the middle of the field, Kevin De Bruyne moves around a lot. All right. I mean, if I, I had know, Tony Cruz, if I had Tony Cruz behind me, to me, to me, I, this is I like be I, to me. Too. I will to me. Jude Bellingham is the closest we've seen, probably since a Yaya Torre Zidane. And you just disrespect the Yaya Torre. No, no, no. I'm just saying Sedan. Like, could like could crack you if you needed to. Could hit the pass and could score goals. Like Yaya Torre, man. Yeah, Yaya did it as well. Um, but like, I, I don't know, man. I just think, I just think, yeah, he's he's. I, think he's, he's, I got. I think he's got some Yaya Torre in him. He's he's really good. Um, I think he, and the fact I that his brother Zidane, also Yaya Torre is. He could score some goals. He could defend. Yeah. And he could pass. And then he got old and couldn't move as much. And because if you think about it, right? Like, look at Xavi and Iniesta, right? They offset each other. Right. Because Xavi didn't score a whole lot of goals. Yeah. Same idea as Sergio Busquez, right? Busquez didn't score a whole lot of goals. Um, So, you, like, so there's not a whole lot of players that can do all three things. Xavi Alonso. Yeah. And he could still hit a pass. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, my player of the match goes to Jude Bellingham because he... Weston McKinney. Yeah, but Weston McKinney's not a goal scorer. He's not a goal scorer. Yeah, but he's not a goal scorer. Like, I... Jude Bellingham, I think, is a, like, he's on that, like, David Beckham scoring ability kind of thing as a midfielder. David Beckham. David Beckham was scoring goals, man. John say, man, Jude Bellingham's a spice girl now. No. Figo. There you go. What about Figo? Too young to watch Figo, man. It's too young, man. You gotta get to get on that YouTube, man. You gotta YouTube some Figo. Someone that doesn't watch TV, so I'm gonna watch YouTube. YouTube some Figo, man. You got YouTube some players. YouTube some Figo, man. YouTube, what are those things called? What are those bars called? A fig bar. Fig Newtons? No, the fig or fig Newtons. Isn't there like a fig bar? You go to Walmart, you're going to be some fig bars or fig <laughs> Newtons, whatever they're called. Um. All right. On this day in soccer history, <laughs> we're just going to move on from it. Uh, January 15th, 2000. 2000, like we haven't hit a like a round number like that in a long time. Just 2000. Um, Ipswich was playing. What division against, were they in? Against Swindon Town. So this like is the tenth division, like the first of it. That You're first taking division. out the trash. First, first. You're taking out the trash before the games. Well, well, Ipswich. So Gary Croft goes in. All right, Gary. In the 71st minute. Well, so the problem is Gary. Gary had to go in with with some extra gear that you know that most players wouldn't wear or aren't legally mandated to wear because uh, Gary had a curfew of seven p.m. So uh, Gary Gary went in with a little ankle accessory. There was a player from maybe Wolves. I forget his name. That yeah, we've had that. that we've had that. This is a different play. Yeah. So it, yeah, so Gary Gary Croft, uh, um, he was released after one month of a four month prison sentence uh, after uh, because he was um, had a little uh, little DUI. Um, so he had a curfew from seven p.m. to seven a.m. So uh, those like later games, he wasn't allowed to play. <laughs> He had to he had to remain. So good old Gary Croft um went in with a little ankle monitor. <laughs> so that way they they knew where he was. He was 
here's here's where it was. And that was the start of and that was the start of, start GPS of the GPS. Tracking. I was just gonna say that Gary Gary was a trendsetter. <laughs> people yes, start, people now wear those sports bras, man. Gary wore on his ankle. I remember Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope to do that a couple years ago when he played for the Lakers, and he could only play games in California. So <laughs> fortunately. Yeah, I mean, gold, think gold, about it, right? The Lakers yeah, you got have the Lakers, the Clippers, Clippers, the Golden Kings, Warriors, and Golden State. Yeah. So, so could, he was fortunate to have four teams in his state, plus any home games he had. Um, yeah, the guy was also living. He was also living in one of those like fancy prisons or fancy halfway homes that are like uh, luxury ones, where all the select like like Martha Stewart went and stuff. <laughs> Martha Stewart. That's funny. Um, all right, the Dan Simmons fair shout play. Out to, shout out to all the people that are listening to have some Martha Stewart in their kitchen and don't <laughs> know that Martha Stewart went to prison. Yeah, I feel like at this point <laughs> you probably do. Um, but right. yeah, shout out to the, whoever looks at their spoon. This by the way, goes, by the way, this is a weird random thing, but did you know that Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg came out with their own cookbook? cookbook? And they had, yeah, and they had their own. They had their own like game show. Yeah, I remember that. They it was like right after she came out of prison, right? Yeah, they co-hosted their own game show. Yeah, shout what out to whoever a, goes to cook. Listen, cook what this a, afternoon and pulls out Martha Stewart something. What a what a way to what a way to embrace it to a certain extent. Going like, you know what, whatever. Like I did it, and I can make fun of it now. Like it's all good, dude. Anything um, with Snoop Dogg is going to make money. Not for sure. Like we could have, we could find some way for Snoop Dogg to record the intro to our podcast and have a million listeners just because. Yeah, Snoop Dogg would be like. I mean, you know, now, now I want to do it. Can we find that out? Right. Can we figure out a way to do that? I mean, you, there's. I'm pretty sure there's like a Snoop voiceover you could use, but I don't think Snoop Dogg is gonna. No. Record a podcast. All right. You're gonna say, "Yo, Mr. Dog, can you record the intro to the podcast?" Mr. D D double O G G, or no D O double G. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, man, you guys brush up on your Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Alexa uh, play Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my dance team is fair play of the week award. Uh, mine goes to the to the Odessa uh, girls soccer players for for volunteering yesterday. So um, we partnered up with uh, Multiplying Good, and uh, some of the girls went out there and volunteered um, alongside the Breast Cancer Coalition. Put some put some kits together uh, for um, for some patients going through chemotherapy. So put some kits together for them. Um, so uh, again, I'm, I'm big on the ability to give back to the community as much as possible. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it because Ethan's sick, but um, as much as we can to give back to the community and, and to be around, it has nothing to do for me. It has nothing to do with the, with, you know, having more people show up to games or anything like that, but more of the idea of, we wear this jersey and this jersey for us means that there's a there's a responsibility that we have um so we you know we follow our core values you know on and off the field so that community engagement part is huge so shout out to my favorite place we go out to the r1 guys um went out to cali yeah like they had a good convention um they were responsible and didn't spend too much money on on gear um, which is back with which three I mean, when you think about it, right? When you're when you're a new club, right? You're you're kind of that target audience that the people in the exhibit hall try to get after. Yeah, they they see you. We, 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 like we yeah, the, especially because like our logo says established in 2023, right? It's so like it's the like, Terminator, man. It's like, hey, we know you need cameras. Hey, you know you need gear. Hey, you know you need, you need you all need scarves. Stuff. You need scarves or socks. You need GPS trackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need it all, right? We're trying to get you guys like. But no, shout out to them, man, because um, honestly, uh, they all were coming back and saying all these these other clubs and some some of the major clubs in the area were coming back and they had heard some things, heard really good things, and were were surprised um, about the impact they've had, we've had, and the amount of players we've had in such a short span. So, you know, shout out to those guys for getting getting this thing started and doing things the right way and, and getting that feedback from from clubs. I mean, when Again, when you have these like major clubs where, yeah, you know, you have they got thirty teams and you know they got those oh, fancy you, letters. You're at building the end of a little, games. you're building a little rep to yourself. That's good, right? I mean, because you know it's overlooked. Sometimes those clubs overlook you because you are playing their 
Southern branch third team. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Like you play X, Y, and Z South. Yeah. Purple. <laughs> and, and, and you really don't. And, and that team is just a team full of kids in that community. But like when, you, when you're doing things the right way, you got teams playing and you're starting to get little letters at the end of their names. It's, it's good. And, and yeah. we're starting to take notice. No, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, when sports coming to Odessa for a soccer camp. Oh yeah. Look good for you. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Plug that in there. What? So I thought I would just plug that in there. You're just going to plug that in there. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>